Hola, film family, ¿qué tal? It's Isusko, a.k.a. The Walking AD, a.k.a. The Time Scheduler. Um, it's June. Can't believe it. It's here, six months. Hey, where is the year gone? Um, so my first shout-out goes out to the legendary prop master, Matty Marsden. Thank you so much for, for putting a review on the Apple Podcast, brother. It means so, so much. Um, ladies and gents, go do it. It means the world. Um, thank you. Uh, secondly, I got an email from the Pro Carton Student Video Awards. Ooh wee! Um, and they've emailed me, and they're looking for students to make a video. There's a brochure and there's info, so just hit me up, DM me, email me, whatever you need to do, just to get the info. But all film students, they want to, media students, they want to get you to make a video. The winner gets five thousand euros. Hello. Um, and the email, my email address, I'll put in this episode bio, so go check that out. And lastly, um, I've decided I'm, I'm going to do a sponsored walk for the film and TV charity, just because they've done so much for, for for all of us, for the film family. Um, I just want to try and get some money back for them so they can help people that are just maybe in a tougher situation than yourselves. Um, I'm aiming to do it Friday the 26th of June, so end of this month. I'm giving myself a few, a few weeks to kind of try and train for it. Uh, there's a heavy pencil though on the on the 27th, just in case that you know that massive five-day commercial that's just round the corner comes in for <laughs> the end of June. Um, and the basics are: I'm going to do 30 miles, and I'm going to aim to do it in 12 hours. I'm going to walk it, and I'm going to go from my house, and I'm going to go to Black Island and back. Yes, La Isla Negra, um, the home of, of TV commercial productions in London. Uh, I'm going to call it my lockdown pilgrimage. It's going to be all over my socials for the next kind of couple of weeks. Uh, the link is going to be the is in my bio for both Film Gods and the Time Scheduler. So please go check that out. Any amount that you send um, over, you'll get a shout out um, for that first week in July or second week in July, whenever I stop the funding. Um, and then the top three one-off payments will get a big, big love in the intro. So if you want to get big love in the intro. Drop what you can. Um, wow. Well, already Phil Juma, Big Love, and Johnny Don have already contributed. So massive, massive love going out to those two boys. Uh, and before this becomes like a 12-minute chat monologue, um, I'm going to leave it here. I love you all. Have a cracking week. Um, have a lovely weekend. Big love. And uh, let's do this. Let's get started. Started. Ladies and gents, welcome film family to another episode of the Film Gods podcast. Yay! Um, we've got someone with us today who I've grown up with in the industry and actually our kind of career progressions and then our outside life progressions, we kind of hit similar milestones with kids and all the rest of it. So it's, it's amazing to kind of have someone here with such experience who's lovely and amazing at a job. Um, and I'm just pleased, so pleased you said yes. You know, I'm just so pleased you said yes. So I'm going to stop talking for a change. <laughs> what is your name and what is your role on the call sheet? Um, my name is Katie Smith and I am a production manager. Yay. Um, so apart from kind of just doing everything, what does it mean to you? What does being a production manager mean to you? Well, um... When I explain what I do to my friends, people that don't work in the industry, I always just tell them that I just make it happen, you know, take a script all the way from being an idea on paper and getting people 
everyone right place right time with the right stuff um that's sort of the crux of it yeah but being a good production manager is a different a different Enough. ball game because i guess you know the thing with production and it's my i'm and i've probably mentioned it in one of the other podcasts and that kind of stuff it's like i did it for a few years low budget you've got to just be really efficient at one communication your relationships with crew are super important but actually your eye for detail your understanding of the whole process it's not like okay i want to be a you know i want to be a makeup artist i'm going to learn how to do makeup it's like i want to be a production manager right i've got to learn what does being a makeup artist mean what does a rigger do what does the thing you do what does the thing so how do you start that journey um well i mean from from the time i get on the job you know some of the skeleton stuff's already in place but i guess the thing that i find is the most important part of being a production manager is just allowing the producer and the director who do hold the bigger picture mm-hmm. the freedom to think about the creative and their relationships with the agency and um you know the overall getting the job done and i'm i'm the one doing the you know i'm doing the heavy heavy lifting mm. i'm making sure that everyone knows what they're doing communicating all those ideas around the crew um trying to take the weight off of the producers producers shoulders mm. so that they aren't bogged down in any of that detail you know it's um think, trying to think ahead before things are problems you know it's like can we shoot that many hours what about time off the clock what about drivers and is there smarter ways of doing it is there a is are there things that other people aren't thinking about that we can solve before they become problems? Mm. Um, and I think that's kind of where where you get good at being a production manager. Um, you know, a lot of people can make a call sheet and send it out at the right time and book all the crew, but you've got to. It's it's like being a conductor in an orchestra. Nice. I, I heard Sean Sean Cotter the other day was saying about it being a factory floor. Yeah, and that is so true for me. Yeah. I, that's you know, you're, you've got everyone there, but you need to know like all the rules and the regulations and make sure everyone's safe and fed. And um, it's really complicated. But if you're organised, you've got a good crew, it's the best job in the world. It's amazing, isn't it? Now, do you, <laughs> does, your, does your role change with different producers or is it like I do what I do and that's why, you, that's why you're so good? Well, a bit of both, I would say. You've got to bring your skills to the table, but you also have to bounce off of your producer. That's like the person you are. You're there for them. Mm. You know, you are there to facilitate their needs and the director's needs. So it does change on every job. And all the producers have slightly different styles. Some will lead you to it. Some will micromanage. And it's just about being flexible on every single job. Um, and that you have to, I think you have to build up a really good relationship with the producer that they trust you to get on with it. Mm. You know, they don't want to be micromanaged. I think they don't want to micromanage you. Mm. They need to let you get on with it, look after the budget. And at the end of every day, it's like, are we are we good? Yeah, we're good. You know, booked all the crew. We're not £100,000 over budget. You know, <laughs> trust me to do my job. Like yeah, yeah. like, like you have to do with, with whole film crews. You have to trust people to do their jobs. Yeah. You know. Yeah, like They're a, better uh, at it than you are. Well, that's. I think someone else said it. Who? Oh, it might have been Jay. So it was like everyone on that film set is the best at their job. Yeah. You know, and, and it coming from an, uh, from a first AD. So it was like we don't know about electrics. We don't know about lights. We don't know about this. Yeah. And that 
and that yes you're right you, i love it you can't know about everything no. you've got to trust people mm. that they know the best way to do stuff and ask for their advice i mean i think lots of people have already said it that you've chatted to but don't lie if you don't know something ask people this is one of the best industries to work in you can phone up someone be like i need a prosthetic alien head like how do i do it and no one will say oh how, why do you not know how to do that it's like you just have you can ask questions and people are so responsive and so yeah. helpful if you ask in the right way you can just you can you can get the the information from all of those sources out there and it's you know, it's great. You learn so much stuff on a day-to-day basis about completely random, random stuff all the time. I love it. Oh, I love it. So what was your, I kind of asked pencil to, to invoice, but actually I'd like mm-hmm. to just kind of ask you, how did you get in? What was your story getting in? So, well, um, it's a bit strange. I, Perfect. growing up, I, you want. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't actually even know this industry existed until I was in it I didn't know how they were made I didn't know anyone that did it it just wasn't on my radar um I actually worked in the city in stockbroking firms oh, really? I, every, every summer when I was like 15 my dad was like go off to the city and you know is, that, is that a family thing or is it just kind you? of I mean I'm from Essex it's what a lot of people do you know Funny. it's like yeah. yeah it was just what I did and then um, so when I left uni I went I studied geography and when I left uni I actually was on the um Condé Nast grad scheme they okay. do like they publish Vogue and Glamour and okay. and I was just working for them for a year and I hated it it was just mm. so competitive and I just didn't didn't like it so I went back to the city and then I was looking for a job and a recruiter phoned me up I was like I've got this really odd odd job um someone just signed up for an alien head <laughs> it was, yeah exactly yeah um and it was in the film somebody in the film industry was looking for somebody um who had never worked in this game mm-hmm. so that she could train them up from scratch in her own style um and it turned out to be philippa from uh, smith and jones amazing um and actually a funny story i went in for my first interview i went to mpc on wardour street and i met mm-hmm the um, production manager Nicola Sims and I turned up I mean I was wearing Nicky Sims. I, know, I was wearing a trouser suit I mean it was just so inappropriate I turned up to this <laughs> post-production company and um that runner came into the office and said do you want a drink and I was like well you know I'm having an interview yeah I'll have a I'll have a water Nicola Sims came in and went I'll have a vodka and tonic I was like cool this, this is this <laughs> is like my boss <laughs> yeah this is this is going well um and then she did you just she lie and just say your water was vodka? Oh, no, yeah, I'm on yeah. vodka as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I wish. I wish. But um, I hope she doesn't mind me saying that, ordering uh, vodkas whilst interviewing. But um, but she sat down and proceeded to tell me that it was the craziest industry to work mm. in. She told me she flew Concorde, she'd shot with all these celebrities, she'd travelled the world. But she told me, she warned me in that first interview and she said, it's relentless. It's hard mm. to stay in touch with your friends. You miss people's birthdays and yeah. it's hard to keep down a normal life. But I was completely, I was totally sold at that point. And then yeah. um, true to form, I actually started the job on the Monday. I was given £1,200 of cash in an envelope, Hello. sent to the Apple store, go and buy a laptop. And then on Thursday, I was on a plane to LA on my own 
I'd never even met Philippa at this point. I was on a plane to LA to run an errand. I was like, this wow. is this is completely mad. But it's like catching if you can, you're like, you know, they yeah. got it like, oh wow, okay, first class. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. I'll have champagne. Yeah, well, well, actually, funnily enough, on the way back from that trip, one of the things Philippa asked me to do was bring back a suitcase and it was just her clothes. And when I got to the airport, I turned up and I had my own suitcase. Yep. And this suitcase that I'd been told to oh, bring no. back from LA. Have you packed this yourself, got... madam? <laughs> exactly. No. Exactly what she asked me. And I was like, uh... oh my goodness, I am part of some elaborate drug, drug smuggling <laughs> thing. And I've just been asked by these people I've only met once or twice to like, Look like sink it. Yeah, yeah. 20 kilos of cocaine or something. And I sat on that aeroplane. I was like, yes, I packed it myself. And I, you know, I sat on that aeroplane and I panicked the whole way home. Didn't oh, sleep no. a wink. I was like, am I going to get stopped? <laughs> Turns out it was fine. That's you know? right. Yeah, just a pair of shoes and a jumper. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, it was. It was so boring. But honestly, I was petrified. But that was, that was 15 years ago. Wow. And, I mean, yeah. Loved it. What did coming in having no understanding of the film industry? What did that get? Did it was it a blessing? Was it a curse? Did you what what did it do for you? Well, I mean, I was I was young at that point, so I didn't really understand what I was getting into. Um, Philippa was an amazing mentor. She taught me so much. So, Mm. um, and Ulf Ulf Johansson, who's director. Mm. Um, They so I think it was a freedom. Because, you know, I just I just soaked up as much as I possibly could from people that have been doing it a long time, knew what they were doing. Um, I didn't, you know, and I, I had access straight away, working with these two people, I straight away had access to that sort of top level, yeah. kind of this is how you do it. And, yeah. you know, I was sitting in on director's meetings and I was sitting in on, you know, I was working with producers and really high, you know, Sean was, Sean, um, first yeah. for them, you know, Sean. Well, we did an so, IHOP thing just before lockdown. Great, right. you know, it's lovely. Yeah. This young girl, you yeah. know, jumping into this bit, you know, it's great. They're good scripts, they're good ideas. They're really good, yeah. And they're a bit bonkers, and it's, you know, it just shows right. you, shows you, you can, yeah, I mean, they're, they're just, they know what they're doing. And mm. I, so I learned a lot, of, I learned so much from them. And then, um, you know, after that, I went off. Actually, I called up Lynn at Red, um, and I woman. said, "Can I come and be on your books?" And, come, oh, and she said to me, "No." Yeah, I never got at that on. point. She, no. Did you, did you get rejected? Yeah, I thought, no, I got rejected the first time. So yeah, that yeah. was after about five years working for Philippa. I um, mm. I got rejected. And she said, "You've got to go off and work somewhere else. You know, okay. learn the industry." And so, um, I ended up at Home Corp, where mm. I sort of jumped, you know, quite quickly from a PA to a PM. And then I phoned up Lynn again. I was like, Lynn, please. And she let me on the books as a freelance production manager, Mm -hmm. which was just, you know, that was the ultimate. That was, you know, to be on her books was, you know, that was what what everyone aimed for. So um, I managed to get on her books. Amazing woman. The amount of times I'd like um, phone up my, you know, your first thing is to go, oh, just phone Lynn and and da da da. It'd be like, hello, Red, you know, hello, Red. I'd be like, Oh, she'd be like, hold on a second, she'll be on her phone. Yeah, they, no, yeah. they won't do it for da 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 da. You yeah. know, boom, back like she has, must have had, I could see a picture in front of like 15 phones yeah. just answering them all uh, at the same time. I love it. She was just, but she was, she was 
the in, um, to me she was the industry um yeah. I mean she still is she just retired I mean I don't know how long ago she retired about three or four years ago but she you know you only called her at certain times of the day yeah. Yeah. you had to know what you would you couldn't just call up and put a generic pencil on someone you had mm. to know the job you had to know the director you had to know what you were talking about um and um call sheets had to be out by he what taught time? me so much Cool sheets. There was like a time. It's like, oh yeah, oh, it's four it o'clock. Like, yeah. Where's the cool sheet? I mean, seriously, four o'clock <laughs> is my deadline. Every every shoot, I'm honest. Like, if it's not out by four, then Lynn would not. Be Lynn happy. just on your shoulder, but just in, like that. Hurry up! I'm like, oh my god, tap it away. Completely, it she really was, and you know, she complete she bollock you if you didn't get it wrong. Yeah. She, you know, she made things happen. She was a production manager as well, though. So yeah, she knew yeah, yeah. the system. Mm-hmm. She was always there for a good bit of advice. And um, she was a complete, you know, complete legend. And she was just like this matriarch, mm. the matriarch of, you know, commercials. And everyone knew like her. A, and a whisper in the wind. I said, like, Lena Red. Yeah. Lena Red. Yeah. Lena Red. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm eternally grateful to Lynette Red. You know? Well, she's, she, I got, to, so I got turned, I was trying and they turned me down, but actually yeah. that gave me the incentive then to be like, do you know what? I'm going to show you. I'm going to yeah. prove you. I'm going to, uh, you know, I kind of wanted them to be like, get the phone call from Lynn. Never going to happen. But it's like, I want Lynn yeah. to go, come and join the books, you know, back Please when I was running. Be on my yeah. Books. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, and so what amazing. does what does working for you know those very powerful women what does that install in you as a in as a as a young PA and, and PM? Well, I I feel really lucky to work in firstly work in an industry where there are so many powerful women mm-hmm. and they're really good at their jobs. Oh damn sure. Um and they they're just such an inspiration. I've never felt held back. I mean, I know I'd love to see more women on the f- camera floor and, mm-hmm. you know, there'd be, it'd be nice to see more women in other roles. Um, but in production, women are strong and they know what they're doing and it's brilliant. You know, um, I on one of my first jobs back after having a baby, um, Fran Thompson actually said to me, she said, you know that you're better now than you've ever been at this job. Wow. Um, and I was I was completely nervous. I thought, oh, God, I can't think, I can't remember how to do it. I, you know, it was a bit, it was a bit scary at that time. Mm. Going back after about a year off, oh, it, was a bit, it was a bit less than that, but going back, I was a bit nervous. And she just said to me, you're better now. You mm. can, I mean, mums, they just. The multitasking mums, of parenting. Multitask. Oh my oh, goodness. Like, forget yeah. about it. And, you know, it's like yeah. having a, having a, a, a tough client there's going to be no one tougher than yeah. a baby that needs everything exactly. at once it's amazing exactly exactly and i do genuinely think that you know there is there are producers out there that employ me knowing that being a mum makes yeah. you so efficient and you get mm. the job done and you don't waste time on mm. things that don't need it yeah. you you just don't mess around and i mean I work a lot actually at Rattling Stick and Stu Bentham. It's Love not it. just women, like Brilliant. Stu, Johnny, you know, those, there are lots of men out there that really lift up these women as well and just mm. help people get back to work. Um, and my whole career has been inspired by lots of powerful women, you know, Philippa. And then I went to Home Court, that was run by Emily Bliss. And then mm. I've worked for, you know, Charlotte Woodhead and Genevieve and, you know, people like, 
Uh, there's just Kate Taylor, Polly. You know, there's so many Curly women Cappy. out there. Yeah. Curly I'm, get, like, I'm getting her up. I'm trying. I'm trying. Are I'm you? trying. Yeah. We'll get there. Don't worry. We'll get there. Yeah. You know, and they really, really, um, well, just inspiring. It's great. It's really good. And is it? And you know, it, they, they, you know that that kind of. For me, I had a you know we kind of roughly same kind of yeah. age for the kids, and I you know it's yeah. like it took two weeks because that's you know my wife's on yeah. maternity. I've got the that can like all of a sudden I kind of went on set and I didn't feel like a kid. Not that I felt like a kid, but you just you know you kind of like you're messing about and you go out on Friday night and Saturday nights, and all of a sudden you have a kid. Yeah. And like, oh no, I I kind of want to get home. I want to do my job and I want to get back. Yeah. Um, and I don't know where I'm leading with this, but it kind of it did change me as a person as well. Um, yeah. And it also just made me kind of think, do I need to be doing all of the days that I'm taking? You know, it kind of it yes. made me reassess what I took. Yeah. I mean, for me, for me, one of the best things about being a freelancer, and I know obviously this doesn't apply to everyone listening, but if you're a freelancer, you know, I. One of the things I love about being PM is that you come in, I do my days, and then I go back to being a mum. You know, I've got a bit of headspace between the jobs. I can refocus, do the washing, go to soft play, and then you go back to work. And then you have a bit of time doing your work. And then, So I think it actually makes me a better mum and a better better at my job and a better mum because Mm. when I'm at home, you know, I can take the kids out to – have pizza on a Monday afternoon, you know, and people that have full-time jobs can't do that. No, you can't. So you have yeah. to know that those days where you're not working, they're precious. Mm. You get some time with your kids that, you know, aren't mine aren't at school yet, but it, you can you can hang out with them and and you can be there in the mornings and you know you're not missing bedtime every night. You're not missing bath mm. time every night. You know, I dip in and out, and there's good, you know, there's good things. Which strangely it's kind of it flips from the first ever advice that you're given which is almost never say no you know any job coming in when you're starting off never ever say no and then once you kind of get to your plateau of you know i'm seconding and that's my plateau and that's where i'm happy and you know Mm -hmm. you can then start saying right i do have my son's you know fourth birthday and it is on saturday and it clashes with that two-day job Sean you know do you mind if and he's like family come first and it's that it's that understanding that you know and now you know baby number two's here um Mm. it's it's about having that as you said it's about you know I can most of my friends that are nine to fivers are weekend parents because by the time they get up everyone's asleep time they get home everyone's asleep but actually we do crazy bonkers hours we do like two 16 hour days but then I left three days off and yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, it's, it is, I mean, it's hard to juggle. I'm not going to, you know, try no. and say it's all easy because no. it's not. You know, there are days where I, you know, I do miss bedtime for a week or I go away <laughs> on a job and that's really hard. But, um, you know, my husband works in the industry as a producer and he's really busy and he travels and, mm. um, but he totally gets it. You know, mm. we, we sit down at the beginning of every week and we're like, right, what have you got on this week? What have I got on? And, you know, I, nice. I don't have to explain what it means when I, I've got a recce at seven in the morning in, mm. you know, Woolwich. It's like, you know, and I won't be home because I've got a PPM. It's like he gets it. So mm. we just juggle it together and, um, you know, but I do. Is that hard? 
Um, it can be, but we try and time it so that we're not shooting at the same time. Um, we try, nice. you know, we try and we try and juggle it. Um, but I am definitely more selective because my time is precious. So yeah. it's got to be worth it, you know, financially and in terms of an exciting, interesting job. It's got to be worth it to go for mm. the kids. And, you know, but again, it's good to work. It's good to show my little girls, you know. We can be working Mama's mums and we there, can, yeah. you know, we can. Mm. Do so, it. Do it. Who was it? I think it was my mum. <laughs> Talking to powerful women. Oh, there you that, go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> going up the food chain. Oh, dear. Yeah. So what, you know, like. Oh, sorry. The industry, industry's just, it's an amazing place to start. And having having kind of had that background of not being in it, was there ever a moment that you kind of went, okay? Was it was it that first flight out to America that you went, this, this is it, I'm staying? Yeah, I I think so. I mean, I think it was like being warned that this is just going to completely, you know, change your life with all those downsides. Um, but once I was in, it was just it fitted my personality as well. You know, I was yeah. a good organizer. I was. Um, I like the dynamic nature of it. Every job's different. You know, those things you don't get in normal jobs. Mm. It's brilliant. You know, it's nice to nice to every day wake up and be like, right, what has today got in store for me? Yeah. Yeah, it's always different. And I love that. It's not the um, same office sitting opposite, you know, Graham. Hello, no. Graham. It's like, all yeah. right, you know, brilliant. Yeah, yeah good weekend. Yeah, exactly. you know. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I think we're really lucky to to, mm. to do that. Um, you know, it's it's great fun you know and you have a laugh I love all the people I work with mm. you know you there's not many jobs where you can go to work and you laugh all day and you know it's great I mean it's stressful I I don't want to make it all sound no, rosy but no, true but you know you've got to you've got to be able to have the laughs and and find the the little silly funny you know it's classic as soon as you kind of hit that hour of 13 14 on set nothing really has to happen and people just start finding it funny because yeah. you're just like yeah if you don't you start going nuts going a bit nuts yeah. i know i know so what um, was what you had that very early on moment of this is what i want to do does that did that still did that happen did you ever go on set as a pa and go oh actually i really like camera like i did always have a look around and I was like you know what else could I do what and then you I got home and you reassess you think what what's my skill set and my my skill set is organizing it's you know people like I love meeting new people and 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 actually production was it and I just felt really lucky to have sort of been parachuted in mm. at, from nowhere to this like hand-picked there you go. Yeah. I mean, it was you. just brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. And I feel really lucky and really grateful for my so many people along the way have helped me. And mm. um um yeah, so I feel really I feel really lucky to do it. And that's why, you know, I always want to come back to it and it keeps me going. And it may, you know, it's just yeah. Because where are you, where are you at now? Baby number two. So baby number two, just coming back after maternity leave with um my second mm-hmm. um yeah just trying to juggle it work out how that's going to happen you know I've mm-hmm. got a lot of help we and then you know I was going to try and come back now but obviously 
It's nothing you to know, come back to. <laughs> nothing to come back to, but you know. Um, so yeah, just just trying to work out how that's going to happen, but mm. we'll make it work. Yeah, you we know, always do. It it it, it will. Yeah, it will come back, and if not, I can live vicariously through my husband, who you know, travels around the world and he comes home with a problem, and I'm like, I can help you with I that. Can do you fix want me that. to make? <laughs> yeah, do you want me to do your call sheet? Like, no, fine. Got, got someone to do that for me, yeah, but um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's yeah, it's just that it's just the juggle. And we had, you know, we would before I started hitting record. There was a, there was a certain job that. <laughs> we had like you know yeah. talking of strong women and actually yeah in this i don't know where you know it, it's it's probably already always happened on my in my lifetime but that flipped to industry change just let's talk about yeah. that 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 job and, and what it was well so i think you were i'm not sure if you were first thing or no, seconding. Shawnee, i was second i was Shawnee. looking after isla fisher fisher yeah yeah um, we were shooting down at Twickenham Studios, yeah. and I was I was I was line producing that job sort of. Um, it was a um, it was a really interesting one because there was just some serious you know serious oxytocin and female hormones on that set. I was heavily pregnant with my first. My yeah. PA Sophie Merchant was also heavily Big pregnant. Up, Sophie Merchant. Um, with this, a little baby boy around the same time as me. Um, the director was breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. So we scheduled, do you remember, we scheduled our day around her breastfeeding. Yeah. <laughs> and her husband would walk around the block when between shots Trying with the baby sleep, yeah. in a little in a buggy. <laughs> and then every time he'd come in, he'd be like, baby's crying. Can we uh, wrap this shot up? <laughs> um, and then Isla Fisher was breastfeeding as well, yeah. I think. And um, so, and then um, you're, my little bubba came in with yeah, your she tiny came in with the tiny little ones. It was just like it was yeah. just it was just so there was so much uh, yeah Beautiful. so many babies on that set. It was amazing, but you know yeah. we made it work. Yeah. It wasn't actually that was that was the parameters of that shoot was yep. you know director needs every three or four hours or yep. probably even less than that yeah. needs an hour to go off and do mm. it, and you just. You just make it work. Make it work. And it was great fun. And we everyone was on the same page and it was a lovely shoot. Mm. Um but you know, I mean it's mad to think about that. But that's well, I just what I kind of think like, you know, maybe 20 years ago, 30 years ago, honest like not that I was in the industry, but you kind of think that probably would never have happened. And now that's no. and that's it's just an amazing it's just an amazing experience. It was just surround. Yeah. It was just beautiful. Surrounded by babies. And I, my wife yeah. then turned up, and it was just like here's a here's a here's a you know here's a yeah. another live one. It was like oh my god, all these cooing women <laughs> who are just babies, and oh, it was brilliant. It was amazing. Uh, actually, I was thinking about um because I actually found out I was pregnant. We we did a uh, again. You and I did a Santander shoot, and um. I went up to, it was the day, one of the days, one of the shoot days, and then um, I'd had a really rough night's sleep. I was been sick in the night, and I went up to Real to Real, Jamie, Jamie and Guy, and Guy. Catering. love those boys. I came in early in the morning, I was like, God, I had a really rough night, I was just been vomiting all night, um, been sick a couple of times, you know, just caught up in Chundered work, just everywhere. busy, yeah, yeah. yeah, and the guy looked at me and was like, are you, you alright, you not pregnant and I was like um oh my god walked away oh I was god. like got back to the production bus on my dates I was like oh my god I've been so busy pre-production completely I can't totally believe it's real I've worked out I'm pregnant before I have 
amazing. Intuitive boys, yeah. they're intuitive guys. I know, I know. know. So those film sets, you know, and I, yeah, so it's uh, um, we, you, but we're even on that shoot, I, you yeah, know, you make we it work. Yeah, you it's like bombing. <laughs> just you just make it work. <laughs> but that's and that's and that's the thing about it's just it's real life. It's not this, yeah. it's not this, you know, I guess film students or when I know when I first started and you go, Oh my God, I'm going to a film set. Oh, what am I going to, it's actually just human beings yeah. muddling together to try and get from one point to the other as efficiently yeah. as possible. And yeah. you know what, if there's some breastfeeding on the way and a bit of vomit, <laughs> then so be it. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> it's fine. fine. Yeah. Now, have you got any yeah. advice for that, that generation? Well, I mean, I'm kind of famous for writing my lists and being all over writing things down. And um, one of the producers, actually Philippa, that I work for, she she's always told me that if you um, if you write a good list, if you get hit by a bus, mm. someone should be able to pick up your pad <laughs> and carry on. And do the shoot. Now, everything Brilliant. that needs to be done, your Brilliant. shoot, your the list has to always be so organised. <laughs> if you died, someone else could do the job for you. I was Amazing. Like, I mean, it's a bit brutal. Thanks very sight. much. You know, you like, oh really good. She's you, been hit yeah. by a bus. Okay, yeah. save the pad. Call in at red. Call in at red. red. Get another PS. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but actually, the one thing when when I was trying to think about what my my advice would be is um, you know, the night before a shoot, mm. you. I, I, I'm not sure if this is just a production thing or if this is all crew, or but I te- tend to have a rubbish night's sleep the night mm. before a shoot, and you lie there in bed and you're thinking about all of those things that could go wrong. And you know, I always, when I was younger, I used to dream about the camera car turning up and everything being on there apart from the film. You know, that was like oh, my nightmare, yeah, nightmare yeah. before the shoot. You're thinking, what, you know it's just not going to be there and um so my advice is to listen to those little dreams the night before a shoot you know Mm. they used to really plague me but I'd wake up in the night pad and paper next to my bed and write them all down and actually you need to listen to that stuff you need to listen to your gut instinct you need to try and um you know all those those little gut feelings you've got about things listen to them and write them down and Mm. you know those those sleepless nights they are worth it Mm. they're worth they're worth it because they make you better at your job. If it's bothering you, then it probably means it's not quite right. So mm. go and fix it. Think about it. Write it down. And, you know, the number of emails I've had from myself at like three in the morning, the night before a shoot, go just check, check that that's going to be there and check that person got that message and stuff. So mm. I don't know, listen to your, listen to your instincts and nice. that'll hopefully hold you in good stead. Amazing. Love yeah. it. And now that advice mm. Where's that come from? What do you, you know, you kind of think, it's, it's, were there lessons that you've learned along the way that you'd want to tell yourself? Well, I mean, I think, I mean, I, or is it the same I, question? I, it's the same kind of, you know, same kind of question. I always just think, don't rush through your career. Mm. Just watch everyone around you. There's so much to be learned in this industry that if you watch everyone around you that's good, and you can take bits of how they do, you know, different producers have different styles. You can take parts of their style and make it your own. Um, so just don't rush through the ranks. Enjoy it and, you know, stay calm. Smile. I always smile. That gets you a lot further than a nice. 
panicky, panicky frown. Um, it takes less muscles as well or something, doesn't it? Something like that. There's like, yeah. a, there's like a T-shirt or a sign somewhere that's like, it takes <laughs> yeah. less muscles to smile than it does to frown. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. All right. yeah. Exactly. But yeah, enjoy the, just enjoy the process. Yeah. And anything's possible. Anything is possible. Mm. You can, you know, we did, a, I did a massive job. Um, this was before I was properly PEAing um, with Philippa. We were up on the Isle of Skye and, um, we had all we had to take you have to take all the crew up there and we I had to go to the bank and it was like a five hour there, five hour back to go to the bank and get cash. Wow. And I remember on that job I had something like fifty thousand pounds cash. And I was driving around the Just island you. because there was no yeah, there was no phone signal and I was paying for hotels in cash. You know, all my crew were dotted around the island. There's no hotel that's big enough to hold fifty crew. So yeah. you're kind of I was driving around the island just sort of paying all these people in cash. And it's like, you'd think it was completely impossible to shoot up there, but it's not. Everything is possible. You can do, yeah. you know, you can you can do anything. And that's the joy of this industry. It's like, you know, someone comes at you with an idea and you make it happen. And it might not be quite what they wanted. It might be better than they wanted, but you just, anything, anything is possible. Uh, that, I think it was Johnny Frankel said in his it was like if someone and i'm paraphrasing and i apologize mm. but um you know it's like if someone if you're you know working in pre-production and someone asks you to do something the first answer should never just be no we can't do it totally. do you know what i mean and that feels yeah. that, that he when he said that was like yeah, it's a really good point it's like you know it's like i think the answer was something like you know we'll go away and we'll look into it or something but yeah that, that, you know what you're saying there it's like it's possible that's that's basically in your head not just quickly saying no we can't do it door closed yeah you know yeah can't happen but that i always was told that if you've got a problem don't just feed it up the food chain come at it with get the problem try and work out a solution get Mm. a few options you know maybe you can't fly direct to sydney on a tuesday but you can leave on a monday night and you can go via singapore or whatever you know it's like there's a solution to that problem and it Mm. It's just finding the other routes to to solving that problem. And that's what I think a good production manager is, is it's not just phoning up your producer and going, oh, my God, you know, they just someone's no pulled out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no film on the truck. Um, you know, it's, you know, someone's runners pulled out, phone someone else, someone else is on their way. You know, it's like there's mm. there's always a solution. And if if there isn't a solution, then you've tried and mm. there's, you tried everything and be confident in that. Be confident that you've you've done everything you can to solve it. And unfortunately, there's no way that it can be done. So you have a confidence that you've done what you can to make it happen. And sometimes the answer is no. Mm. Don't let's Because that's and actually as a as a as a runner, and sometimes even as a second, you'll have problems that you you know you you shouldn't not that you shouldn't but maybe you can fix your you know you can solve it yourself if you're going to yeah. the first ad all the time with every problem they're probably not going to look at you and go okay can solve the you know has got the yeah. capability to do it and it's as you said it's come up with solutions and if it can't be done i love that you know whole i think kelly ross said it um she's yeah. just like you know it's in my in my in my personal life if i'm trying to get tickets for the football or, or music, it's like i'm constantly phoning and i'm constantly dancing. yeah does it permeate into like do you have you just got like 
you know, for your wedding, was there a call sheet? Are you that? Is it? Is it just, <laughs> is it just so ingrained in you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, two producers getting yeah, married. Is, yeah, I did have to hold back on that. Um, and actually, on for our wedding, it was a really. We, I really enjoyed the process. You know, you, but again, part of that was letting go. And mm. on the day, it's like handing over to people that know what they're doing. Everyone's got the right information. You know, that's the skill is actually on the day. Let everyone else do their job and you yeah. enjoy it. So actually, um, yeah, no, I'm not in my so place. If you got hit by a bus for your wedding, there was a list of yeah. things that the bride <laughs> needed to do. It was a spreadsheet. So- <laughs> yeah, of course there was. My goodness. So I'd be like, I've, I've got the list. I can be the bride. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll take over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stand in. Stand in. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's. It's a great skill and it does, but it doesn't, I'm not really organised in my personal life. I'm just normal, but that's quite nice as a hat to put on. Yeah. You know, when you, your little kids, that you know, they're not, they don't listen to the schedule. No. My kids don't, no. don't you know, they don't scrape their plates and put them in that little soapy water bucket. You know, there's no, <laughs> no time off the clock with my kids. So, uh, you know, but then when I go to work, it's organised and it's, it's, it's a nice change and it gives me that variety in my life that it's a bit of a balance and you know but hopefully a decent mother when I'm not working and you, know, you just juggle it just Amazing. juggle it and you make it work because you've got no choice right yeah you want the family you you want to be happy you know you've got to work you want to enjoy your job that's the the golden balance isn't it gosh Alert! We're getting close to the forty-five, and sorry, yeah, no, it's brilliant. But I, I'm, I'm kind of allowing more time for the end now because it's it's kind of getting okay. to, it's becoming like an Oscar acceptance speech. So I can't even speak now. So, um, firstly, before we go into it, thank you so much for coming on for giving us your time. You know, it is COVID, mm-hmm. and this is times to be with the family. And I just really, really thank you for coming on and give us an hour forty-five. Thank you for having it's been amazing. me. Amazing, I loved it. I just love the chat. It's just brilliant. <laughs> I love it. And I'm sorry if, so we, nice. if I ever get on set and you're like that. Shut up. Just, just <laughs> hand out the sheets, and I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, this is your time as a thank you from me. Just you got the floor oh, is yours. Thank you. If you want to say thanks to anyone or organization or anything? Um, wow. Yeah, um, I guess I guess I have to, you know, thank all those women, those amazing women that gave me the confidence to know that I could, you know, do really well in this industry. Mm. Gave me so much information and knowledge that hopefully, you know, I can pass on to other people. And you know, Lynette Red. I mean, who doesn't love Lynette Red? Lynette Red. Um, She she was crucial. You know, the matriarch. I love it. Um, Did you get a dinner? She sometimes, she sometimes when you sign up, you'd like she'd you'd go oh. have like lunch or a dinner or something. No, I think no. I don't know when she stopped. I never that, got a dinner. Yeah, oh. someone was telling me they're like, oh, oh yeah, they, oh, we had a maybe. Dinner. Don't thank Lynn at Red now. <laughs> we'll get a dinner <laughs> or lunch. I'm sure. Maybe I'm just completely making this up. Or someone was lying to me when I was running. They're like, maybe, oh, maybe. Yeah. Thanks for trying to make me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and but Lynn at Red, I you know I have to be very grateful to Lynn at Red because I got to go with my husband at her. Uh, Look at her, she's playing oh, blind yeah. matchmaker, yeah, black you know. as well as direct yeah, service. Exactly. So, um, yeah, no, absolutely. You're probably not going to be the Red. first person who wants to thank her and who, you know, it's like Lynette Red, as you said, an industry yeah. who industry legend, yeah, 
you know, she yeah. should she is she's an honorary film god. I don't need to she talk was, to her. Yeah. She is part of this. Is, yeah. yeah, she she she's part of it. And if if I can, you know, make some money out of this oh, and get people t-shirts. No, get I'm should I can try and get her on? <laughs> yes. I think that'd be amazing. Oh, Give her a call. <laughs> that would be incredible. Oh. You'd be so scared of her, though. But that's the best bit. I love right? it. That's it. It's like the first time I'm just like that. Yeah, sorry, Miss. Okay, so yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought when I was when I got onto her book, she'd be like nicer to me and sort of. Was it? She was exactly the same. That was just how she dealt with everyone. I was like, I haven't got time for this. Tell me what you need. I'll make yeah. it happen. So yeah, it will probably be the thing, shortest yeah. podcast in the history. Of the- <laughs> that was your name. Yeah. I mean, Lynn and Red. Okay, cool. Yeah. What did you? Do? I did this. Okay, cool. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> no, it's good though. It keeps you on your toes, right? Yeah, mate. Yeah, she kept the industry going. Brilliant. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, shout out to her. Big. Um, you know, all oh, the runners. I mean, I I know probably everyone said that. Get there first. Make your property. Get mm. Last ones out. Love them. They work really hard. So, um, and they make the whole shoot just go so much better. You know, there's certain runners. You get them on a call sheet. You're like, cool. This is going to yeah. be a good one. Can yeah, I just have tea and biscuits delivered for the year? Yeah, I haven't I done do a job yet, but I just yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it happens. So you know, and all those companies that have supported those, you know, working mums, you know, rattling mm. stick and like people like Barty and um, there's lots of producers out there that have that really support those people that know that life, the life work balance is slightly yeah. different, but actually, if you embrace it, you can get so much more out. of someone and we're, we're way better at our jobs now i mm. think i mean i hope i <laughs> definitely yeah we'll see no. well, well done mate thank you so yeah. much thanks so much for having me so you know future film family as and when you're running and you get on her set just watch how she deals with it. There's never, I, like, the smile that she talks about never comes off the face, even if the shit has hit the fan and things are going wrong because, one, she's brilliant at what she does and she always comes up with a solution. But that attitude to just having fun on set is why I love working with you. It's just brilliant and I can't wait to get back. It's going to be soon, fingers crossed. It may not be how fingers we crossed. left it, but, you know, the, the wonderful production managers like yourself and... And all the all the production managers that I've worked with, and and you know, you're going to be the ones that figure this shit out, you know, because you're going to be so. That's not putting the pressure on. That's just me saying that as a department, there's going to be so much that you're going to be coming up against that. Yeah. You know, it'll be the likes of yourselves and the ads and and those people yeah. that are that way minded, you know. So thank you in advance for sorting out this COVID crisis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you or might to... have gone too far there with that but you know i'll do my best i'll yeah, do yeah. my best I'll, I'll go away i'll work out a, i'll work out a solution and i'd I'll like a, i'd you. like a list please i'd like you'll see a list <laughs> by the end of the day for <laughs> but yes thank you for coming on thank you for giving me your time thank you for um, having me for everyone that's been listening that's had as an amazing time as i had listening thank you from them and um ladies and gents who are listening it will probably come out in a few weeks but you know, this week we've got into the Swedish charts, the Australian charts. We're in America, we're in Canada. We're still top 10 in Great Britain. It's madness. It's absolutely ridiculous. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening and sharing. And until we meet again, film family, that is a wrap.
set up as a chat with the king or queen in the game. I give it a shout at the end so you all know the name. It's the Film Gods Podcast. The what? The Film God Podcast.